Hi, it's Mark here from Explore Finland Radio Show. Thanks for joining us for Finnish Football Show 23. As ever, today I'm joined by Mark from FC Suomi. Hi, Mark. Hello. And also Keke from, uh, well, from the Finnish Football Show and also regular contributor to the fan fanzine. Hi, Keke. Hello. <laughs> Despite our promises and best intentions, it's now been eight weeks since the last show. And so once again, we have a lot of catching up to do. Um, we're going to look at the Veikkaus Liga standings after about 15 games. Um, also talk about the new format of the league in 2019, especially as we're now approaching the split. But more of that later. Um, we're also going to talk about the recent, well, relatively recent, Euro 2020 qualifiers where Finland played against Bosnia-Herzegovina and also against Liechtenstein. And we're going to get a first-hand eyewitness account of the Liechtenstein game from Keke. Who was there? Let's see yeah. how much we can remember this time. In body and spirit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not too much spirit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have the regular new features, Yasilla Sipuli, and following, uh, as well as the ever-present news feature to, uh, to kick things off. So this episode is live on YouTube. And as I started the recording, I got a nice little pop-up saying that YouTube Hangouts on Air is going from August the 1st. So it looks like Finnish football show is going to need new tech for after the Finnish summertime. So let's see how that works out. But that's my problem. Well, and these two guys as well. But we'll, we'll sort that. Um, for today, the live viewers, if there are any, because this was organized very last minute. Um, so we didn't really get a chance to publicize it very much. But if you do find us during the show, there's a comments box at the side of the screen, so ask your questions and I'll keep an eye on that. Um, podcast listeners can use social media to get in touch with your feedback. Our handles for Mark are at FC Suomi, for me, at Explore Finland, and for Keke, at Keke Mulleri. That's K-E-K-E-M-Y-L-L-A-R-I. Um, you could also... Find the Finnish Football Show Facebook group. Ask us to join. We'll let you in. And in there, there's a, a YouTube playlist of all the Vekas Liga highlights that I can find. Not everyone makes their highlights available. I think some teams are ashamed um, and others have got no shame. They just put it all out there. Uh, it's also got league tables and top scorer charts and all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. So before we crack on with the show, I've got a question. Is anyone else tired of football? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, of course not oh man I, I, like, as an Ashley Core fan we had a four week spell without a game uh, because of the international break and then the Mariaham game was cancelled because of the Sawman Cup final um, but there were so, so there could have been a break but there was the Europa League final Chelsea versus Arsenal which was terrible and then there was the Champions League final Tottenham versus Liverpool which was also terrible uh, and then came the, well, the Euro 2020 qualifiers. Finland did well, and we'll talk about that. That was, that was nice. And then the Nations League semi and final. And England were terrible in that, and it was just terrible. And I came to the Women's World Cup, and I was just like, oh, God, another four weeks of football. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm supposed to be the up one that's presenting this show, but I just, uh, I don't know. I, what, what was nice last week was that Asiko had the first home game after four or five weeks, and 
I was excited by that. We'll talk about that game maybe a little bit later. But what about you? Did the so, hang on, are, you, are, are you telling me that you also missed the Copa America, CONCACAF, Gold Cup and the African Cup of Nations? I saw the results from the BBC Sports app, but that's about as far as I went. I did, I did watch quite a bit of the, of the Women's World Cup. I thought that was good. Um, and wasn't it lovely to see players not falling over at the slightest touch? I mean, there, there was a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of nonsense in some of the games, but they they were like it was like football how it used to be. Yeah, um, VAR VAR did have its uh, did have its controversies at the beginning, didn't it? <laughs> it did have its controversies. But once once they ironed that out, it seemed to flow quite quite nicely. You mean when they stopped using it? Yeah, pinned <laughs> it off. I think I think I, I, I quite I dislike Phil Neville because once he had that rant about how the uh, Cameroon guys complained about VAR. We then couldn't complain about VAR, and then that the equalizer in the USA uh, bronze game was it uh, in the bronze game when it said it bounced up and hit around against Sweden, and we, we would have been two two. That was that's a ridiculous VAR decision. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. But then we can't complain because that's what the ref says, you know. At least we don't have VAR to worry about in Vakehouse Liga. That's it. We've just yeah. had to start with the with the uh, referees. Um, actually, last last time we we mentioned um, the the referee that stopped the game um, because there was some racist shout from the uh, from the crowd, Mohammed Al Emery Emery, um, and he he actually refereed the uh, the Senioki or the Ilves Senioki game on Sunday, and uh, he looks good. He's a he's a relatively young referee, and uh, he he looks good. He's one to keep an eye out, but. Uh, Otherwise, many of the others are in a hall of shame, as far as me and Lady Sutter were concerned. Anyway, she's got her, she's got, she's got the, the her black shit book, <laughs> the shit list. <laughs> no, Rich, I dropped the S bomb. I'm going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> oh, okay. Enough of me whining on about about having too much football to watch. Poor baby. Um, let's let's kick off the first half of the show with some news. Um, and I think one of the one I'm going to go first this time. I haven't finished talking. I'm going to set it up and let you two, you guys go. I think. Um, so I said before that the, the Senioki game against Mariaham was uh, was rearranged because of the Swarman Cup final. So on the on the 12th of June, a few weeks ago now, uh, the game finished Mariaham nil, Ilves two. So I think for, it looks like Ilves are really are really going for a a, a double. This year, which which seemed kind of improbable, perhaps in the in the close season, but they're really uh, they're really playing well. And again, a bit more on their league form later. Um, but it wasn't the game so much that was controversial, but what happened after it? Um, who wants to uh, explain to the to the listener what was uh, what happened over there? Well, the um, it was at the final whistle, I believe, wasn't it? It was uh, final whistle just went. The the Ilves fans obviously um, really pleased with the result. And a few of them uh, attempted to enter the field of play to celebrate with their heroes, um, the hired, the hired honchos, or whatever you want to call them, the so-called security guards, took umbrage to uh, to this excursion onto the field and decided to uh, dispatch the tear gas into the crowd. I mean, the um, the uh, the most famous picture that the the one that's been tweeted the most is some poor chap just minding his own business, walking along the, the front of the front of the ground there. And um, the, 
the security guard just aims the tear gas at his face and lets him have it. Yeah, they were. It was, was it pepper spray rather pepper than spray, tear yeah. gas? The same, same, same effect, I, yeah. I suppose. But they, they, they you're right. There was a, a picture of a guy like holding a, a can of pepper spray out like it was a gun yeah. towards the crowd. It was, it was ugly, wasn't it? I mean, it's you know, you can say what you like about people wanting to run on the pitch. The, the game was over, so um, mm. you know, I, I, I tend, I really do tend to stand with the fans on this one, as you might have guessed. But um, but you know, they whether you like people running on the pitch or not, I just think there's there's it's an overreaction, especially especially discharging that stuff into into the crowd, the people who are, are not actually made their way onto the field. You know? Mm. Yeah. I mean that can once like if you watch if you watch on there's two or three videos that, that go on for a couple of minutes and if you yeah. watch on for a minute the cloud as it sort of wafts over <laughs> the the st- the stand it hits you know two hundred people mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's like it, it I don't know I mean it, I don't know if if it's the it, it, it looked like they hadn't done it before that's I think that's the first thing it looked like they weren't particularly prepared for for a football crowd and they did look like they were up for a not a fight but they were ready for confrontation. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they weren't looking to like stewards are supposed to C- crowd um, control. Yeah, or, exactly or, control. That's the point. Calm stuff mediate, down. Yeah, exactly. I, think, I mean, uh, outside of of maybe you know you might think in South America or some of the the Mediterranean countries where they where they crack down hard on on crowd violence, but have you ever heard of stewards having pepper spray? No, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it happens in Mexico. It happens in, uh, yeah. This, this. So it, it, it's not, it's not common, but it's not. Uh, I've never heard of it in Finland. I've never heard of it in. Uh, I think they use it in Italy, but in Italy, when you've got a bit of pepper spray, you've got a, a, the stadium's like, you know, a hundred years old, and it, it goes back like five, six hundred meters. These guys were all just in a. They were in a pen, like, you know, twenty square meters across. It was like a flat. So. Yeah, but it not pretty. No. Was there any was there any fallout? Well, the, the, <laughs> Un- the unintended, but the, after afterwards, the company was called out a bit on over social media. They um they had a bit of a reaction, as you would expect from football fans over social media. I had a bit of a dig at the the company's official Twitter feed, but um I'm not sure there was any any official sanctions or or anything like that, or if Palolito or, or Marian Ham or whoever it was who employed these guys have, have came out and said, you know, we won't be using them again or or they issued an apology or anything like that. I think it's all just been, well, football fans, they sort of deserve it, what they get. They they tried to run on a pitch and that's the end of that, you know? So, which for me is the wrong reaction, you know what I mean? But but yeah, I think it's it's uh, it's been left to the left to the supporters to sort of stand up for themselves and say, look, whether whether you whether you want to centre in the field of play or not. It's that's that's the wrong reaction, you know. Yeah, and when when football fans let off flares and there's smoke and and whatever going off in the crowd, then then there are fines and punishments handed out. So this is kind of equivalent at the very at the very least. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I I, I made a note here, Keke. You you mentioned uh, a week or two ago about uh, PS Kemi and their experiment with Red Strike. What's been going on up there? Well, it's um, it it looks like the uh, the experiment might be over. Remind it, people what the experiment was, because it was a, it was the last show, but it was a couple of months ago we mentioned. Yeah. It, so. so there was this uh, this consortium or this marketing marketing company bought into the old um, the old PS Kemi, um, Kemi Kings, uh, whatever you want to call them, and rebranded. That came in with a lot of promises. Rebranded the club, 
um, Kemi City, I believe they, uh, they, they, they called it. And um, yeah, it was only literally a matter of weeks ago, you know, that we were talking about this. And, um, and it looks like it's all, it's all ended in tears. The, um, yeah, there's, uh, the, the, the promised investment never showed up. You know, it was all a, all a bit of a uh, Wizard of Oz type thing once the, once the curtains, curtains parted, there wasn't really much behind there. So, um, yeah, I don't know what's, what's going to happen to those poor Kemi supporters, but, um, yeah, it remains to be seen, I suppose. Any, anything anything to add, Mark? Yeah, it's just a shame. I like I really like Kemi in there. Uh, it's a, it's a, Kemi's first of all a kind of a weird town on the on the border. It's got a lot of fun uh, clubs and, and and characters up there. And um, yeah, when they were in the Vakehouse League, they they kind of punched above their weight for a couple of seasons. They did pretty well. Uh, a lot of respect for them. And uh, I just I hope that they get themselves back on their feet. Had one of the had one of the best jerseys ever seen in Finnish football. Do you remember the Adidas number? That was an absolute uh, absolute beaut. Yeah, that's it. The, bl- the bl- red, blue, and white the on quadrant, the shoulder. Yeah, oh, oh, absolutely oh. oh, lovely, <laughs> lovely stuff. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's a it's a big shame, you know. I don't know. I don't know exactly what's happening with them now. You know, if anyone else has got hold of them, but um, but yeah, it's it's the same. It's the same as many other towns around Finland. You know, they. They deserve a they deserve a football club, a, a real proper functioning football club, not mm. one that's going to have the Mickey taken out of it, you know. Yeah, and they, I mean they had it. It was it's, a, it's I don't know it's it everything in the Vegas League has run on such a tight margin that when they made that rule that you would you would scupper the costs if you couldn't play your pitch in uh, like January February, they had to like they had to work really hard. They had to get volunteers in. They had to they had to organise local support. They had to clear the pitch with like. You know, squad members and the rest of it. And whether it's taken it out of the bank account or whether it's taken out of the players' legs before a game, yeah, uh, it's a bit of a. It, it was a well-intentioned rule, but I don't yeah. think, in the end of the day, it, I think at the end of the day, it, it disproportionately uh, costed guys like Kemi. And Mark, what about Joel Bochimpalo? Back in training. Bochimpalo is back in training, and What's he's with him. Uh, he had it. What did he do? Uh, oh dear, he's had a cop. He's had a couple of injuries. His last one was his. I'm going to say, was it his abductor? Was it his knee? Yeah, it was his knee. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, and he's been out. He's been out for what was he out for? Something like nine months. <laughs> Hell of a long time. And he's back in training now, and he's back playing. He scored at the weekend in a friendly for for Leverkusen. So he looks like he's fit. He's raring to go. He's all the interviews are sound right. Sound like his head's in the right place. Looks like he's in he's in a good shape. Like he's, he doesn't have any extra timber. He's moving quite quite freely. Uh, so he's back and he's looking to get game times and an opportunity at Leverkusen, you know, before Christmas. Because he's, uh, yeah, he's been he, he moved from uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf. Was it yep. two yep. two years ago? Was that alone? Then, was that alone or was he there? Permanently. Oh yeah, no, yeah. He was he was on he was on loan there from Leverkusen, but then yeah. he was he wanted away. He said like, look, if I'm not going to get any game time, I don't want I don't want to yeah. stay just to stem me to Fortuna. And uh, after a bit of a protracted negotiation, they said, no, you'll play, you'll get your chance. And then he came back and got injured. Uh, which, which is, I mean, it's really that's terrible because he's, I mean, particularly with how well Finland are doing. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how well we'd be doing if we bring back Yolle? I think you're right with the latest interview, Mark. He was saying um, that they've got a lot of games coming up to Christmas. So I don't know if there's uh, are they in um, Euro quali- like European competition qualifiers, etc., or, or they're yeah. already through to the Europa League. So um, I, they think they, 
Yeah, I think they've got. I think they've got a couple of qualifiers to get through before they before they get there. But they'll be expected to walk through them. Yeah. So anyway. they've got they've got a lot of games coming up. So I think it, but between now and Christmas, so I think he's uh, eyeing a few minutes on the pitch between then. So. Yeah, you can imagine a sort of group game against your likes of you know your Hedrick splits and, and whatever. Mm. If you get a good draw, you, you'll be you'll be doing full ninety minutes against those kind of guys, and he's just got to just got to take his chances. So all the I mean, I I just you know I I love that guy. He's 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 just one of those natural finishers, and he's still young as well. He's only twenty four, so he's got plenty plenty ahead of him back in that team alongside Demo Bulki, who seems to be. Uh, Embedded himself at Norwich and signed a new signed a new deal over there, so we can all get excited. Yeah, I yes, think I think it's a four year deal, is it? Yeah, four year with an option for a fifth. So yeah. it, it'll take him to to thirty two uh, or thirty three if he takes if he takes the option. I think it's kind of necessary because they, who did they sign? Norwich signed another striker, um, yeah. and it's kind of not clear. He's, he seems to be I can't remember the guy's name now, but he's a uh, he'll have Puki. will have competition for places, which is necessary if you're going to be a uh, a Premier League team, but yeah, he signed a contract extension. Uh, he was on about thirty grand a week in the Championship, so we don't know what he'll be on now. <laughs> Fifty, um, but, uh, but but yeah, it's. I mean, it's the it's the right. It's exactly the right thing that you want to happen for a lad who's twenty nine. So this is his big deal. That's yeah. going to take him into the sort of into the uh, past the past the hill. Let's say he'll be he'll be all right after four years on. 50 grand a week, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Job I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, it's, and the, the first game of the Norwich's first game is at Anfield. So, Bookie's right. first thing is to take on Van Dijk at the, at the cop. So, if he can score there, I think he'll do all right. He'll do all right in the Premier League. But that, that new deal, it works both ways as well, doesn't it? It protects Norwich's investment, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. obviously, with all those goals he banged in last season, there'll be people keen to see what he does can do in the Premier League, and then they might he come was, sniffing. So it, uh, it protects yeah, he was well. he was linked with um, Benfica. Yeah, he was yeah. Champs League, and that was apparently that was a lot closer than than uh, I think. That's why they, I think. Well, I think that's that, that was the big impetus for the for the, for the deal. That and, and Benfica's a that's a nice place to go play football. So nice weather out there as well. Yeah, or, or Norwich. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would hope to think that Tamil's like a, a grounded sort of guy though. He knows yeah. he obviously knows how well he did the previous year. You know, if it if it ain't broke, why fix it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just hang about, they're in the Premier League, see how it goes. I mean, fair enough, Benfica are a massive club, they can be playing in the Champions League, what have you. But to yeah. be playing in the Premier League week in, week out, especially for a Finn, you know, like you know how popular you know how you know how popular yeah. Premier League is in Finland. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's uh, it's um, you know, I, I think he's he's made the right decision there, staying there, testing yeah. himself against the best. So. so we can we can be sure that every Finnish football show will give everybody a Norwich City update during the next season, <laughs> yeah. early early August. The league, not necessarily the next show. No promises. We need yeah. to sort our tech first. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's let's move on to the Euro twenty twenty qualifiers while we're while we're talking about the exploits of Dermo Bucchi. Um back in the beginning of June there were two two games. Um on the eighth of June, Finland at home to Bosnia Herzegovina. Um and then a few days later away to Liechtenstein. Uh, maybe uh, Mark if you tell us a little bit about the Bosnia game and then Keke can tell us about his trip to Liechtenstein. Um, I wrote down here fantastic performance. 
I think that was probably the best game Finland have played in the last 15 years, 10, 15 years, something like that. I, th- I mean, every game you could remember there, just to work out how, how long it goes back. The last time I can remember them playing that well was a 3 0 win away in Poland in about 2004, when uh, Mika Vaurinen scored the third with that lovely lob. It was when Hodgson was in charge, and it was it was when we went we finished second in the in the qualifying group behind Portugal, and we only finished by a point, I think, or was it second yeah. or third? No, it was second, I think. And only one went through, but I think I haven't seen it. I haven't seen us um, cope with an opponent, stick to our guns, hit them on the counter as as effectively as that since 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 Poland and probably before Poland, it was another ten years or something like that. So it was an absolute barnstormer of a performance because Bosnia and Herzegovina are a proper team. Yeah, they really they've got some some serious talent, and they I mean they came in to tamper it a little bit under. Understaffed, they had a, a couple of injuries and a, and a suspension, but uh, they laid it on thick. Like they, they, they attacked us. They, they gave us a lot to think about defensively, but we coped. We countered, and uh, Puki, oh my god, oh my god, that uh, that Bosnian centre back is still looking for him in somewhere in the, in the suburbs of Tampere because he sold him a dummy that was probably it's, it was just beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't. I don't have enough superlatives for how amazing that that game was. Maybe if we recorded this a bit closer to the game, you'd have had a few more superlatives to uh, to throw at the throw at the mic. Um, but it it was um, it, it was it was great, and and we we enjoyed watching it at home. And then there was a big celebration with the fans, mm. and and that was that was good. I mean, it. It, it was a real bond between the players and the fans. But I, I turned to Sato on the sofa next to me and said, I hope they're not overdoing it. Like, I hope this isn't seen as the, as the kind of, OK, we've done it now. They need to go away on Tuesday and beat Liechtenstein to really, to really you know, build on that, on that victory. And they did it. Now, I didn't see this game because the next morning I had to get up. It was on at 10 o'clock finish time, so it would have finished at midnight. And I had to get up at 3.30 in the morning to travel away for work. So I didn't see the game. Um, Keke, you saw the game. I did. Tell us what you remember. Well, just before I go on to that, I just wanted to say about, you know, you're saying about the celebration after mm. the Bosnia game. I just think, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think the the, the stage in, in Tampa was just perfectly set. You know, like, I really think the crowd played their part. And uh, I just think the team wanted to show their appreciation to the crowd. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really think I really think the the crowd did spur them on to that to that victory, and um, you know not to take anything away from the team, but I think the crowd really played their part, and it was almost theatrical the way that when Pookie scored, the heavens just opened, yeah, and every everybody just got completely soaked. So, yeah, yeah, but um, it was yeah. the first. I think it was the first full house as well. Uh, In since, a long time, yeah. Was it since two thousand and nine? So it was about about eight years, I think. I think it was it was definitely since since the Helsinki since the Olympic Stadium went under under renovation. It was the first full house that that they've had in the Ratina, and it, um, it had been, it just, been a party atmosphere most of the most of the day or evening, hadn't, hadn't it, Mark? It was sunny June in Tampere, yeah. so it was. I mean, and what seven o'clock kickoff? So it was. I mean, everything, oh. all all the stars aligned. Hmm. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a criticism. It was more an observation that I made. At the time, and I, I want—I I was hoping they would go on to, to really 
yeah, build on it for for Liechtenstein. Well, yeah, Liechtenstein. So, um, yeah, so I've got a few facts for you for Liechtenstein. It's uh, yeah, okay. it's um, the least visited country in Europe. What? I, I've been there, but you know, it's yeah. um, one of only two uh, one of only two double landlocked countries in the world. Double landlocked. Yeah. So you have, to go, you have to go through two other countries before you get to the ah, seaside. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And, um, yeah, they're the, uh, they're, it's the fifth smallest country in the world, Liechtenstein. And they're also the world's largest producer of um, tooth implants. <laughs> tooth implants? Yeah. So wow. uh, big factory in Vaduz churning out, churning out tooth implants. Niche. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, Liechtenstein, it was a cracking trip. Um, most of the boys... Turned up. I met my met my mates in Zurich. Most of them turned up hungover because they'd come straight from uh, Tampere. They jumped, <laughs> jumped jumped on the train from Tampere down to Helsinki. A train full of uh, full of Finland fans, you know, all, all doing the same thing. So um, yeah, straight on the plane. We we met up in Zurich because um, there's no uh, no airport or not even a train station in the whole of Liechtenstein. Really, it's yeah. not long. It's not long enough for a, no. for an airport. Yeah, for a runway. So. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we met up in Zurich, had a had a couple of days there, mooched around for a bit. Quite a lot of the other SME core fans were there, so um, we had a yeah had a bit of a had a bit of a night out with them, and um, and then made our way down to down to Liechtenstein via train and bus. So uh, we eventually got to Vaduz through the Alps. Very very nice, a great way to uh, shake off the hangover. A nice train ride through the Alps, but um, but no, it was beautiful. Really really nice. So um, yeah, turned up. Few more beers, as you can imagine, and um, yeah, made our way made our way to the uh, the Rhine Park Stadium, and uh, yeah, and another another perfect performance. I mean, it was pretty much what you would expect a, uh, a an inferior quality side trying to keep Finland at bay, sort of, and then and then trying to almost take advantage on the counter attack as as Finland pressurised them more and more. But it, um, it turns out that. We actually, the second goal was actually a, a sort of counter attack by Finland, really, with um, who was it? Lassi Lapianen, I think. Lassi Lapianen. Uh, yeah, put on the afterburners and uh, yeah, absolutely went for it. Um, was it, was it still, I think it was the ball was still at his feet when he was twiddling around a couple of players in the box and uh, squared yeah. it across and Chelman, Chelman smashed it in the net. So, um, I think it was uh, was a twelve. I think it was something like twelve seconds. Twelve yeah. seconds. He went from box um, to box, beat three players, and and fed it on before it, yeah. Gilman. Unbelievable! Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I don't want to get sidetracked, but he scored tonight. Hoyko beat Horbe in the Champs League qualifiers. Three nil. Three nil. Three nil win. Lapalainen yeah. uh, got two of them tonight. Mm. But he's um, the pace. I mean, I know it's I know it's Liechtenstein, so you got to sort of factor that in. But he burned. He burned through those guys. Yeah, like like they weren't there, and then and is the the pass for the for the finish, simple finish, simple tap in, but just you know that, that that was the second goal. So we was already uh, we was already well up for it, but with um, our man Puki had already put us one nil up. So um, so yeah, I mean, but as I say, you know, not quite workmanlike performance, but just exactly what you needed against that sort of opposition, chipping away, chipping away, wait, waiting for the opportunities, and um, and yeah. It, it looked like it looked like that they they sort of because obviously Liechtenstein came up with a bunch of I think two banks of sort of four yeah. and five or five and four but it looked like the fullbacks sort of absolutely squashed everybody in because the ball was in that final third for I don't know you know yeah. you know like 
yeah, a, a full hour. Like it was just they, they they did kept like bombing on, and there was a couple of times that Liechtenstein hit on the break, and it was only Arayuri and uh, Doivio that were at the back. But they they even though it was only the two of them and uh, Radetzky, they didn't look that they didn't get that yeah. bothered. That I, don't, I, I don't, you know, I. I had had a couple of pints, but I don't remember Luke having too much to do. Do you know what I mean? It was, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was. It, as I say, it was a standard, standard away performance to that low opposition. But speaking to the lads, you know, it was, um, it wasn't that long ago that we'd gone to places like that. I mean, they were even saying last time, last time we was in Liechtenstein. I can't remember if it was a, a, a nil-nil or something like that, or um, and then we were remembering San Marino when we went one nil down. So uh, you know, you can't. You can't take these uh, these smaller countries lightly, and it was really, as I say, not quite workmanlike, but a really, I think, all out performance. You know, I think it was under Baxter we drew one one with Liechtenstein in Liechtenstein, and that was a qualifier. And then I think as well, if I remember right, we drew one one in Turku with Liechtenstein. When do you remember when Mehmet Haytamai got his goal? That would have been about got his, got his goal. I love it. Well, he's Mehmet Haytamai is like a ledge, so. And he's got one goal for Finland. But I, was there Mehmet, I was there. I was there. I was there. Yeah, that's, that's a good one to rack up. But yeah, we, we drew one one then as well. That was I think that was still under Mik I think that was one of Mixu's last games. I think actually Mixu that's right. I think we, we drew with Liechtenstein and Turku and then we went to play Hungary and got beat. And that was when uh, uh Mixu shy Genka when he got the when he got the the, the boot. But um Again, though, you know the the fans played their part. There was a, there was a, a decent number of us there, and um, solid singing for ninety minutes. Beer so, in the um, stands. Uh, beer in the stands. Beer in the stands. Yeah, plenty of beer in the stands. So um, yeah, solid singing for ninety minutes. So it was um, it was really well longer than that because they it took them a while for them to kick us out of the, kick us out of the ground. We uh, made sure we hung about for about forty five minutes afterwards singing. So. Um, so yeah, it was it was really good fun, and and, um, and at, you know at the end of the game, the, the the team came over, celebrated again with the fans, mm. and when you when you when you look down like that, and you see you know guys like Tim Spav and uh, Paulus Arayuri, you you can see the look on their face, you can see how much it means to these guys, you know, they're, mm. they're really really pumped, really happy, you know, and it's uh, and it really is a, a connection between supporters and, and 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 players. Do you know what I mean? And and it leaves it leaves Group J at the moment. Uh, all all teams played four, so Italy are first with four wins out of four, twelve points. Finland are second with nine points. Armenia third with six. Greece are fourth with four. Bosnia Herzegovina four uh, fifth with also with four, and then Liechtenstein at the bottom with zero. So it really really gives something to build on. And I yeah. and and the next games are in early. September. They're both home games. It's what Finland tends to do. Plays its home games in September and then goes away to the warmer climes as it gets into sort of October, November time. And it's too damn cold over here. Um, so in uh, early fifth uh, of September, it's Finland against Greece, and then on the eighth, it's Finland versus Italy. Both of those are in in Tampere, mm -hmm. and you'd have to say you'd expect them to be, you know, good good turnouts again for those for those games based on what's been happening so far. And it kind I mean, of... Sorry, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'll say it just kind of takes me back to before the Nations League, um, when many people didn't even know what it was. And I, I remember thinking it could be something to build on it. Yeah. And, and, it, and it has. It's worked that way. Okay, you know, Finland won the group. 
they will in a couple of years' time be promoted up to a, a higher level in the Nations League. Um, and they've kept on that momentum. And it was a close defeat to, to Italy in the first game. But otherwise, the momentum's continued. And even if this qualifying campaign doesn't end with automatic qualification, they have a, a kind of a, a second chance through the, through the Nations League. So it's, it's great, great stuff. I mean, when you look at those fixtures, Greece, Greece at home. I mean, Greece are not fantastic at the moment. I, when we when, when we were in Liechtenstein, everyone was the, the the scores from the other games were popping up on the phones, and um, I can't remember what what happened. Now, was it Armenia playing Bosnia? Armenia, they beat them. Yeah. No, Armenia beat Greece three two. Armenia they did a massive favour. Yeah. So you know, Greece, Greece are, are not looking fantastic. So if we can get a result against them, that gives such confidence yeah. against against Italy. You know. And remember, we're at home. Italy are going to be away. So. Well, I, th- I think the first thing is for Greece, we're five points ahead of Greece. Five points. So they've got, Greece have got to come to Finland. And if, and they want, if they want to stand any chance, they've got to win. They've got to come and beat us. And Greece, Greece do not do that. They don't go anywhere and attack. They, 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 it's, not in their, it's not in their nature. It's not in their DNA. So they're going to come up and they're going to have to attack. And I think that's going to just play right into Canova's hands. He's going to, he's, that's perfect. It's perfect. It's exactly what we want. We want them to come and try and, Try and break us down, and we'll hit them on the counter because they don't have any pace at the back. And I just, it's can't get too, can't get too excited. <laughs> can't get, but we're, like we're we're three points ahead of of Armenia, who are in third. Five ahead of Greece and Bosnia Herzegovina, who are the next. They're, they're the sort of favourites to challenge us for qualification. Yeah. Five ahead of those guys with uh, Armenia and Liechtenstein to play at home. Still, yeah, it, it's uh, top two teams go through. Yeah, uh, from the group, and then the, I think there's four more that that will give twenty qualifiers, and then it's four more coming through Best from the Nations League playoffs. Playoff, yeah, that's yeah. right, isn't it? So, um, yeah, it's it's exciting. It is, and um, you know, Bosnia away is nothing to worry about because my flights are booked already. <laughs> I've uh, got a correspondent in Bosnia. So that one's that one's in the bag, lads. Sarajevo, no problem. Well, if the games we're flying to Sarajevo, but we need to get a bus to Zeneca. Ooh. Wherever that is. But these are nice people at SMU Corp chartered buses for us. That's all, yeah. So uh, that's all good. It's all good. Well, they give you a t shirt, they pay for your bus, and you, you mention them on, you get there. Look, look, he's puffing his chest up to make sure that logo comes above the, above the bottom of the screen. As well he should. As well he should. That's it. <laughs> um, Okay, let's let's stop the hooker yet talk there. Half time we get really excited. Half time yeah. before, before he goes very red and gets gets carried away with himself. But why? <laughs> uh, half time whistle is blown, and we we come to our our feature. Yasila Sipuli. Um, this is a a a football phrase, a Finnish football phrase. And Mark takes you behind the scenes and explains what these football phrase means. Now, you sent me this through this afternoon, Mark, without an explanation. So <laughs> this this week's so this show's word is pikatappi. How was my pronunciation? That was pretty good. That was okay. that's, that's it's better than most pikatappi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what on earth does it mean? How is your? Uh, well, there's a, there's a reason that I didn't um, provide you with a, an in-depth explanation ahead of time. Okay. How is how's your uh, how's your how's your nature knowledge? Nature. How, how, how much do you know about bears? I don't know a lot about bears. Do you I know, know where in the woods? If you see one, run. <laughs> yeah, bears bears do it in the woods unless they're hibernating. Now, 
Now, when bears hibernate, they don't go as they go in the woods. Okay, and the reason okay, they okay. don't go is because there's a, a, a solidified clunk of crap, right? <laughs> At the end of the old uh, shoot. Uh, and that solidified chunk of crap is called a, a pikatapi, right? It's the, it's the thing that keeps everything inside. Now, obviously, when they wake up, you know, all hell breaks loose, literally. Like, it just <laughs> blows out. But in football, a pikatapi is your, uh, it's technically translated as an anchorman in, in English, or, in it, but, or, or as a, as a fecal plug. <laughs> because it's the guy who basically stops all the crap Hitting the defence. Holding midfielder. Holding midfielder. That's another word for it, yeah. So, there you go. There you go. I'm writing this down and I'm going to read it out before on air before because this will go in the show notes so everyone can come back. and. Uh, um, Pikatapi. Holding Pikatapi. midfielder. That's right. That's right. The so, plug. the old plug. Pikatapi, literally the fecal plug in a hibernating bear, meaning... The anchor man or holding midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> you, That's, yeah. Uh, it's an education. Yeah. Education. I mean, literally, I could not make that up. No. <laughs> so, no. I, I, I like it a lot. Um, I'm going to have to try and drop it into conversation. It, the, the problem is I don't know if Ashikor has a holding midfielder. We seem to have a, a holding playmaker quarterbacking the ball from, from the edge of his own penalty box. And it doesn't matter who's playing. It's, uh, oh, look, we've gone into the second half already. I'll stop my ranting. Let's officially go into the second half. I'll get my, I'll get my chance to have my say. Let's go on to the Vakehaus Liga after, mm. after 15 games, approximately. Um, and I think there's only, there's only one place to start. We've mentioned them already because they won Sorman Cup. But Ilves, wow. And still, wow! It's um, uh, they played thirteen games. Actually, they're they're currently top again, having having beaten Asticor on Sunday. Um, they've they've played thirteen. They've won eight, drawn four, and lost one. One defeat. Now, uh, that's that's that includes eight eight clean sheets. They um they they wobbled a little bit in June. They conceded five goals in three games, but still, you know, big big respect. Um. Have you seen much of them, Mark? Yeah, yeah, I've been watching them uh, a, a fair bit, and uh, they look. It, I, we talked. I think last. I think in the last show we talked about uh, how Jakovic had banned slide tackles. Did we talk about that? No, I don't know if we did. Actually. Oh well, it, 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 we definitely mentioned it. I don't know if it was oh. in. Might have been in private. Oh, oh that's it. true. Yeah, that's true. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Um, you know, in our other guys as fans, but Jakovic has has banned slide tackles and training because he wants all of his defenders and all of his players to stay on the feet, shape, yeah. sh- shape the play, keep running, keep moving, and then move the ball. And uh, they are um, they are a footballing team that that I mean they haven't actually changed that much from from let's say last year or the year before because they've been building this sort of like style of play and and sort of good technique for a couple of years and it just looks now like they've sort of come to come to fruition they've also got that young lad that ala oh god alamulumaki alamulumaki thank you there's too 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 many many syllables in there uh yeah who's uh who's in form uh he's i think he's i mean he's been playing fairly regularly i think he's a 
midfielder winger, but he, he's, no, he has. He's, he's got eight goals in 12, 12 of those 13 games, so he's been there most of the season. Yeah, popping up, popping up. But, I mean, he's been playing regularly for the last couple of years, but he's not been that prolific. Now he's just sort of popping up in the right kinds of places um, and, 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 and getting the goals. So they look like a really good footballing team and uh, they control games. They really just, they, they, it's, it's hard to beat them because you, you don't get a lot of the ball against them. Yeah, it was interesting. I've seen them play Seinioki twice, once in, once in the flesh and once on TV the other day. And I don't know, they, they, they somehow, they, you're right, they control the game, but they don't do anything much. Like, there's, they, they scored, on, on Sunday they scored a penalty um, and, they, and they got one that bounced in off Nadsen's chest for an own goal. And then it was, it was a really good strike from, from uh, Alamulimaki um, from, the edge of the, from the edge of the box. But other than that, I, we, again, I was watching it at home with Sato and I said that there's not, there's, no one's really made many saves. I mean, that, that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a situation for most goalkeepers at Seniyoki play again. <laughs> they don't have to make that many saves. Um, but, but it was, it was like 3-0 and I, I sent a message to a, a, a group of a sort of ASIC core fans and friends of mine and, and got a similar response. Like one of the guys was at the game and he was like, I don't believe they were three goals better than us. Um, but it, it's, it's weird. Um, and I, I said the same thing after they beat us 1-0 in the, in the home game earlier in the season. It was like, they didn't do anything, but they scored and they won. And I suspect that's what they've been doing all year. They're defending well, clearly. That's, it's, you know, it's clean sheets galore. They, that's, uh, that, they must be pleased with that. I think, Mark, like, you know, the, um, you said that there wasn't many saves to make during the SG core game, but the, the renaissance of Mika Hillander has really been part of part of their success story this this year you know he, the Sherman Cup he was he was just like that and then yeah. um yeah I can't remember the recent game but there was a game well a week or so ago and again he was he was all over it so um I mean he was uh he, he had a he had a great season a few years ago but he's, he seems to be back to his best now and if what was it eight clean sheets you say mm. this season mm. so far so just there you go you know what I mean no no it's true it's true um, it was interesting also, it's a shame that Rich is, is not with us anymore. Well, I mean, he's not dead, he's still around, but he's not with us <laughs> on the show, just in case anyone is worried about him. Sorry, Rich, hope you're well. Um, <laughs> uh, but Coops, also from Corpio, uh, are flying high. Before Sunday's game, Ilves game on Sunday, Coops were, were top, um, albeit um, having played extra games. Two yeah. more than Ilves, yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Coops have played 15 and, and have 26 points and Ilves have played 13 on 28 points at the top there. But, um, that is painful reading. When you're, uh, when you're a UU core fan, to see uh, Coops second in the Bakehouse League, that is painful reading, I tell you. Uh, well, I mean, they, they've got that... Is it Rangel, the lad, the lad who's up front? Mm. So... Uh, they are a good team. Coops are as good as they've been uh, in recent seasons. This Rangel guy is on absolute fire. I think that when he stops, if he stops, uh, they'll be in a quite big trouble. They don't have a lot of other guys that can score. They don't have a lot of other sort of support around him that, that's, that, that's winning games. At the minute, everything's basically going through that guy. Through that, I think he's, he's Brazilian as well. I think. Um, so I... I, I Coops are doing well. I'm always happy to see Coops do well. It must be painful. Sorry. 
be nice to see Yee Igor coming back and doing well also. Um, but but I don't think they've got the legs for 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 the remainder. I think I don't think they're in it for the long haul. Yeah, he he is Brazilian and he has scored eight goals in ten games so mm-hmm. far. So everything you said there was uh, spot on. Nose. So you're saying, Mark, you reckon that um, Hoi Kaur are gonna are gonna leapfrog Cups and uh, they'll be challenging for the title with Ilves then? Are they still bang average, Mark? They are. I mean, I think I think Lassie Lapalainen is there. I, I, I love watching him play, and if if they can keep hold of him, they might be able to sort of turn it around. They let Lehkosor go. They've sort of turned a bit of a corner. They're kind of getting better, but they're still not. Um, they're still pretty average. They may not. Be, they may have. I think they've maybe uh, evolved from bang average to average. <laughs> but they're not like it's. It's still not a Hoyiko team. Like if look, uh, Valencic is is an Interturku smashing the place up, absolutely smashing the place up. They haven't got anybody like him. They haven't got anybody like Rangel, who's 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 on. Like they're a good team. They're they're, they're working themselves through. They've got some really good lads there, but they're missing something. They'll have them next season. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, or somebody else. Did you see who scored their uh, scored their other goal? Either side of, um, or oh, sorry, in the middle of Lapianin's two goals today. Uh, no, Daniel O'Shaughnessy, if you remember him. O'Shaughnessy, yeah, Yay. yeah, 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 Brentford's finest. And his brother, he's got a brother as well, hasn't he? There's two of he them. Isn't he? Yeah, there are. There's two O'Shaughnessys. I think he's got a couple of caps as well, actually, Daniel from the from the uh, Arvigoleri. From the from the desert camps that they yeah yeah I think so but that's 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 good he's he's another lad who's coming on he just needs he's one of those one of those Finnish players who just needs a bunch of games he needs you know fifty hundred games under his belt before he can sort of go on that's good uh, it is the league that nobody seems to want to win though isn't it it's it, all <laughs> season even even like Ilves with their with their this this really really strong performance of eight four and one out of thirteen games I know they've got a couple of games in hand but still they're they're not they're not stretched away yet. If they win those two games in hand, then you start to see a, a lead opening up. There's so many draws. I think it's is it four points takes you to fifth. I think top. I think top. I think Ilves are top, and I think if you go five four points down, I think that gets you to yeah, 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 true, yeah. So I think you've got and and you've got the the split coming up in which you will get the championship round. So everybody's going to play against each other uh, in the top half. So. That's it's going to be tight. It's going to be. I mean, hey, should be interesting. Explain, it should be fun. Explain me this split, because I've seen this thing happen before, like in Scotland, and I never quite got my head around it. And for somebody who did get their head around the Nations League, I'm I'm a little bit ashamed of myself. Um, but oh, like, yeah, but it, it took us about a year and a half to get our heads around how that. <laughs> actually, it took me about two months of watching the same video over and over again and explaining it to people. <laughs> And I found that the more I explained it to people, whether they wanted to hear it or not, the easier it became for me to understand what was going on. So, yeah. Um, but but th- there's twelve teams in the league. Twelve teams. Uh, in, in the in the past, they've played each other um, three times, so that's been like thirty three games. Yeah. This year, they're playing each other twice, so that's twenty four games. And then after that point, the league splits: top six and bottom six. And and then what? 
that's where that's where I'm I'm I've hit a wall. So it splits into two leagues. The uh, the first one's called the Mesterus League, the Champions League, uh, and the second one's called the Hastaya League or the Challenger League. And the basically the the, the bottom league is basically who's going to avoid relegation, which is I think also, I mean it's it's not nailed on, is it? I think this I think there's Copever down there and Copever uh... mm. beat VPS the other day, so that's Kokula Vaza. Kokula uh, beat Vaza, uh, local local sort of derby game um and now vaza are like three points three points adrift from so the relegation league is pretty simple or the half day league is pretty simple Uh, that's six teams that will play each other until the end of the season and the bottom guy goes down job right i I get i kind of i get that the bit Mm -hmm. that i don't get is for example at the moment um maybe i'll i'll tell you what i'll do because i'm excuse me people I'm going to share my screen. Technology. Oh, God. Wow. Can you see it now? Yeah. 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 There's, the, oh. there's the league. To, I'll tell you what I need to do, I think, is I need to do that. Now, if you two talk. Mm. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Now the screen's locked, so it will stay, it will stay on there. You don't have to look at me. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, so, for example, at the moment, you've got, you've got Asiko and Mariaham. They're quite close on points. Yeah. If it finishes that way when it splits, what if uh, when they play five more games, they all play each other one more time at the top and one more time at the bottom? Yeah. Um, so each team then ends up playing uh, 24 plus five games, 29. Um, what if Mariaham win all their games and Sanyoki lose all their games? Do, can, can they still go above each other? Is it just the fixtures that are decided on this? No, that's it. That's no, it. that's it. You're done. So, saying it, so Asiko finished sixth with whatever they've got currently today, yeah. and Marianham finished seventh, even though they could technically have more points than the guys that finished third. Okay, that's really interesting. I'd, I'd never, I'd never understood it before, but I've never had someone wise to ask before, so I'm eternally grateful. Yeah, that's the, I think that's the that's the downside of the system because they say they assume that it's so unlikely. Although if you look at it, I mean, there's the, is, is it impossible for Marianham to mount a title challenge from here? If you cut it off, being ten points behind the leaders, I think that's harsh. I think that's pretty harsh. But <laughs> but um, we've got eleven games to play. So if they if they if they're still ten points behind with having played another eleven games, then maybe then they don't deserve a chance to go for it. And if they if they put a run together now, they'll be in that top six. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But but uh, so yeah, so the top six will play each other. The bottom six will play each other, uh, and that's going to be settled for the end of the season. The the champions Champions League place goes to the champions, and then there's one other place that goes to the uh, the Europa League place. The first Europa League place goes to the second place. Mm-hmm. The third Europa League place goes to the Swarman Cup winner, which is Ilves. So if Ilves finishes first or second, then it drops. The third team gets it, and then that last Europa League place goes from wherever who hasn't qualified yet starts. So it's either third or fourth, down to seventh or eighth. So that, and, and then those, those. Say that again. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. You so you warned me beforehand that this was going to get complicated. Uh, yeah. Hang on. I need to get my abacus. I need to get my abacus out. Uh, no. So <laughs> Ilves have won the Swarming Cup, so they've technically already qualified for the Europa League, regardless okay. of what happens. If they finish first, they they'll then qualify for the Champs League, and their Europa League squat spot will go to the third place team. And how many Europa League spaces are there? Two. Three. Three. Right. Okay. Okay. So there's two for the league, two yeah. Europa League places for the league, one um, Champions League place for the league, one Europa League place for the cup. Yes. Okay. okay. So that means you've got to fill 
uh, uh how does it go oh no yeah i think it's then four more places make up the semi-finals for the europa league knockout round so okay. it's either three four five and six which is hoyiko inter honka and Esiko today or if which it, it's likely because Ilves are top. If what, there's, there's like semi-finals, playoffs for this for yeah. place. Okay, okay, yeah. all right, all right. Okay. Yeah. Which means that if EF Gomarinam finish seventh, right, and then Ilves, uh, like uh, Ilves win the league and the cup, Marienham will qualify for being in the, one of those four teams that plays off against each other to get to the last Europa League okay. place. Okay. Despite being in the bottom half of this blip. Crazy. Even though they might end up with more points than Asiko, for example, looking at how the table is right now. Yeah. It keeps interesting. Okay, I think my my advice, right, I'm going to stop sharing this because that's that's giving me a headache now as well. <clears throat> um, so I think the advice is um, wait until the split, then play those games, see how the league table finishes, and maybe in the last game start getting nervous or excited depending on how your team's doing. There's one, there's one more thing to it. Uh, at the end of this one, after this brilliant brainchild was devised, the Balolita decided to set up an official task force for competitiveness that is staffed every year to review the competitiveness of the league and propose new ideas for competitiveness in the future. So it's somebody's job to think about how competitive the league is, and I think there's like five guys in it, and then propose new crazy ways to be more competitive. Oh, give me strength. <laughs> So I, I mean, I think that's a good. Idea. I think that's a great job. Just, I mean, if if the Vegas Liga want anybody to think about competitiveness for the future, there's three guys right here who can help you out. When I was at school, we would have said that sounds like a dos. Yeah, it does sound like a bit of a dos. And let's face it, away trip to Liechtenstein, we know that's a goer already. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's that's good. That's good stuff. Um, I. A couple, couple more things I, I noticed here is just Asuko is still. Uh, I think they're the they're the bang average team now. <laughs> I mean, so up and down. We beat we beat into last Monday. Bit lucky to win it. We're not we're not playing bad, but we're just not playing well. And the the fans were really frustrated uh, with this. It's very. It's it's like having half a dozen Ray Wilkins out there playing the ball sideways and backwards, and Lady Sadhu's next to me effing and jeffing and telling them to get it forward, and um, <laughs> and with about I don't know twenty minutes to go, then they brought it on Maximo Tolonen, who's a who's a, a, a tiny little thing. He's only about seventeen or eighteen still now, and he's got a bit of something about him. I, 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 he is quite exciting. And I, and I understand they're bringing him through slowly, but when he came on, he really he got the ball and he ran with it forward, and he created just a bit of panic, I guess, in the in the uh, inter defence. And then the team's coming forward, and then the crowd is is alive, and it gets it gets really loud, but it doesn't it it takes too long to get there, and it doesn't doesn't last very long, um, and. And and also they've got like okay, Mossa hasn't played for the last couple of games. Um, I don't know if he's injured, suspended. I I, don't, I didn't actually look into it. I just noticed he wasn't there. Um, and he when he gets he's so he seems so skillful. I love I love seeing him on the ball, mm. but 
He's always on the ball in front of our own penalty box. That's what I was referring to earlier. He's sometimes behind the centre-back picking up the ball. Yeah. And I want him play. I, I, it's none of my damn business where, what position he plays. They, they must know what's his best position. But I'd love to see him behind the centre-forward opening things up from there and let players like Hetemai and Eremenko Jr. kind of get the ball and feed it to him and, and be, him be the, the pivot but he's always so deep. And then, like last Monday, he wasn't there. Eremenko Jr. seemed to take take the, the quarterback role. And he was picking the ball up on the edge of the box. It's like, oh, give me strength. This is not one player doing this. This is the way, clearly, the way they're being told to play. And it's quite frustrating. I Again, think it's, it's a third season of frustration. Is, is, is the complaint against him in, in Hoyuko was sort of precisely that. When they were uh, uh, level or, or in the league, start of the game, he picked the ball up deep and he'd carry it forward because he's really good at like, moving the game five, ten yards in front of everybody. So just shifting everybody up the pitch. But if it didn't go to plan or didn't go well, he was always trying that sort of the John Joe Shelby pass. You know what I mean? Like that, that, like that killer pass that happens in about one in ten. And it's it is frustrating to watch. I think last season when Hoyko got knocked out of of the European competition against Bate Borisov, I was at the game, and he did the same thing. You know, Hoyko were good guns going through uh, as they went into the match, and then Borisov got nicked an early goal, and I think we're going to go through on away goals. And he just he, picked, he just kept dropping deep and dropping deep in his own half behind the behind the center circle and trying to ping balls uh, on the diagonal over the top. And it was um, none of them landed. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? Because it's easy to play against that. You just sit deep and then head it away and just head it off. So it's not. Um, well, we've got we've got a couple of interesting games coming up. We've got we're, we're, we've got uh, VPS Farza at home on Saturday, and I, I said before they've played fourteen, one zero, drawn seven, lost seven. So that's three points in the bag for them on Saturday when they come to us. <laughs> Um, and and then I think a week or so maybe a week later we're away to Coccola and uh, I am planning uh, there's some there's some sponsorship of the of the games between the teams in Pokemon this year there's always this silly Pokemon Liga thing so it's kind of a mini league Mm. just just done for bragging rights really Um, but this year it's been sponsored by Power Park um, and there's there's free tickets available to season ticket holders. So when we went away to to Vaza earlier in the year, we we got a free ticket for the game, and we just had to pay for the bus ticket. And it's a similar thing this year for Coccola as well. So I think we're going to try. Well, I'm going to try and instigate a bit of a crowd going. It's a Saturday afternoon, um, and I think in my household we don't have the kids that weekend. So happy days. We'll be on the we'll be on the bus away days to Coccola and uh, and let's see how that how Perfect. that. Um, now, if we don't, all joking aside, if we don't pick up six points against the two bottom teams, then where are we heading? Not not the right direction, that's for sure. You'll be vying for seventh. <laughs> Beautiful. We can be the we can be top of the bottom teams. I do hope. <laughs> anyway, enough of enough of that. I, I've mentioned I mentioned Vaza. I think there. I, I don't know if there's issues there with um, with, with funding. Of the of the team, just in in general, if that's if that's harming them, I don't. I, I, it's like 
with Yarrow and Vaza and Kokkola, I'd rather they all stayed up because it means more opportunities for these kind of local derby games and 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 um, and getting to a nearby away games. That's that's always a that's always a bonus. So uh, I'd I'd be quite happy for those two to finish ninth and tenth, but not eleventh and twelfth. So come on, Vaza, pull your fingers out. Um. Any anyone else in Vakehouse Liga that you guys particularly want to mention or focus on, or we could be heading towards the the final whistle and injury time. I think Heathkey look nice and relatively secure. I don't yeah. think they're going to get. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be stable and steady, which I like because I want I want the the derby to keep going. The starting derby is always yep. always a ton of fun. Uh, they're, they're they're not going to rock any. You know, they're not going to break into the top six this year, but they're not going to go down either. And, and I think that is job done. That's progress for, for for them as well, isn't it? Having sort of been up and down a couple of times recently to come up and and sort of just push out of the bottom two or three. It's mm. tight. It's tight down there. There's there's three teams on on fifteen points, and then Mariam on on eighteen points. But still, mm. you're, you're right. It's, it's well clear of bottom. They should be. They need a couple, couple more wins and they'll be fine. Okay, let's head to injury time. And this is our feature called Following, where every month we nominate someone that we know or like on Twitter. And it, it often seems to be Keke who is nominating these someones we like on Twitter. I, I have three, I have access to three Twitter accounts and I look at the, at the whole thing maybe once or twice a month. So, um, and there's never anything there for me, and I don't post much, and no one, no one tags me. If you if if you're listening to this and you want to want to send me send me a message at Explore Finland, just tell me you're listening, and you know I'll I'll see it eventually, and I'll I'll wave back at you. But who who are we liking this week, Kicker? So um, yeah, this week we're going for um, minor league soccer. Right now, there's quite a lot of minor league soccer's on Twitter, so I fa- I found that this is I like at minor underscore ls. That's it, yeah. At minor underscore ls, yeah. Minor league soccer. Who is uh, your top resource for Vakehouse Liga analytics? So, what what do what do you get from this, Keke? So uh, he's um, similar to our old friend Barbarian. Quite a prolific tweeter. He tweets in English, which is helpful for us. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's he's. Sometimes quite a lot of content, so you end up following uh, following a, a thread of two or three or four tweets to uh, to get the whole picture. But yeah, he's 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 quite prolific, and it's a just a great resource to go to if you're if you're into Twitter and find out what, what's happening in um, in English language. You know, so uh, yeah, good keep up. And, and the, the name makes me laugh as well when you've got uh, you know major league soccer in in America, and he's gone with minor league soccer for. Uh, for uh, our our love of Finnish football, so um, but no, yeah, definitely give him a follow and um, yeah, and let if you do follow him, let him know that you uh, that you heard it on here. Uh, Barbarian was quite pleased to uh, to hear here we'd been talking about him on uh, on the show. So uh, indeed, yeah, if you if you follow Major League Soccer, let him know that we we sent you there. Um, and and that's it. That's the end of the that's the end of the show. Um. Remember uh, where you can where you can find our our sites online. So there's FC Suomi with regular reports of the hooker yet players around the world, and uh, I guess 
looking looking towards those upcoming international games. And I guess when also the domestic seasons pick up again, there's normally some uh, overviews of, of what the what the Finnish players overseas are, are up to. Um, Keith's got his uh, his blog, kekemulari.wordpress.com, uh, and also uh, has regular articles in the, the Stand fanzine. Um, that's the... The full name is The Stand Against Modern Football, Stand AMF. So you'll find what he's been writing there. Um, I'm putting out regular Explore Finland radio show episodes. Uh, there's a new interview show coming every month. Um, even I'm struggling to keep up with everything that I've put out recently. Uh, let me see. What was the last one? Oh, very unprofessional. I should have written it down here. But it's all out of date. Um, Finnish rugby. Say an interview with a couple of guys from Sainiyoki Rugby Club um, about, and one of these, one of these guys, um, Olli Pekka, used to play international rugby for Finland when they were the worst rugby team in the world. They were ranked the worst. Uh, he doesn't play for them anymore, and they they won a game recently. So I don't know if those two things are connected, <laughs> but it's good. It's good in good interview about about the, the rugby culture in Finland about. Uh, the international rugby and about snow rugby, and uh, you know, if you thought rugby is a is a game for hard men, then snow rugby is uh, is just taking it one step one step further. Um, and also, I, I, some of you on the Facebook page may have noticed that um, there's this web this this YouTube series called Rakaudesta Yallin uh, on YouTube. Um, Sebastian Sorsa, former international Finnish international player. Is doing this series. He came to Asikor a month or so ago, met a few of the British uh, Cloppit there, um, and we we did a few bits and pieces, a bit of bit of chanting for the camera, and a, a little bit of three aside football outside the outside the ground um, before a, a kind of group group interview. So uh, check out the Facebook page. You'll find the link there. I'll put a link also here in the in the show notes as well, so you can find it there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, search for my name, Mark Wiltshire, or search Finnish Football Show. Uh, and if you're listening to the podcast, hit subscribe on there. Um, otherwise, that's it from me. Keke, thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Kitos. And Mark, thanks for you too. Kitos. Thank you. Let's not leave it another eight weeks, champs. Definitely. Actually, Yep, yep.